0: The power, the power goes up. Episode 523. Jesus, fuck. 523 of these goddamn things I'm doing. I've already done, for that matter. My name is Darian. Thank you very much for joining me, those of you that have not already tuned out. Uh, Again, it's just me. I think it's just going to be me from now on, inmates. So prepare yourselves to hear me slowly succumb to my own schizophrenia. Over the course of probably another eight to ten years, as I continue this podcast doggedly on my own, um, no, Monica, nobody, 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 really, um, not for the foreseeable future. I am going to open up the uh, the gates and see if there's uh, some other people want to come in here for some guest hosting jobs, maybe something on a little more regular basis. I, I'll be honest with you, dudes. I hate doing the solo shows. I feel like I'm going crazy in here every time I have to do this. I come in here and talk to myself for two hours, and uh, it, it'll it'll make you crazy. It'll make you feel like a crazy person, and that's about where I'm at. And it's only going to get worse from here. So let's try to get somebody else in here. I'll see who I can dig up. In the meantime, you motherfuckers, I got a, uh, a regular horror show to get into. Uh, what do I got? I got uh, the in-laws are gone, so... I, can find, I, I owe prize packs to Devin and the Cowboy. I'm going to get those knocked out this weekend. I have got plenty of pornography to throw your way, my friends. So prepare yourselves for that. Uh, what else do I got? Um, I think that's about it. They, they left today. So I'm kind of stretching my legs a little bit. Uh, I got to actually get some movies in and some gaming in. Thank Christ for that. Uh, and now I have the rest of the week to fuck myself. So... Good job on that. I made it. I made it through another in-laws visit. And uh, we pulled through, inmates. We did it together. It was a little dicey there towards the end. We had a weird experience at Olive Garden. <laughs> but, you know, things can get a little tense sometimes. Uh, well, all right then. Enough about me and my twisted family. I got horror news. I got listener mail. I got uh, other, other shit to talk about. I got all kinds of movies to talk about. Let's kick things off like we always do, my friends, with a little of the old horror news.
1: Horror news.
0: Okay, up top, does anybody out there have about $55,000 that I can borrow? Uh the padded room two thousand eleven at hotmail.com. Uh I'm gonna warn you right now, I'm probably not gonna pay you back. Uh so if anybody's comfortable gifting me fifty five thousand dollars, I could use it, possibly well probably not actually. Um uh, what I'm getting at here, inmates, is the screen used axe from the shining, the one that Jack Nicholson swung into the door. Uh, is going to uh, the actual axe is going to auction. Bidding is going to start at fifty five thousand dollars. So realistically, I see this thing going for at least two hundred thousand. Can I can I get two hundred thousand? Can we can we hit up the Patreon page for two hundred thousand um, dollars? Oh god, my my wife would use that axe on me if she found out I spent two hundred thousand dollars to get it. But god damn, man, how dope would that be? That axe, the axe. The one that smashed through the door. Here's Johnny, all that shit. How do you authenticate that, I wonder? Is there a way? There's got to be some kind of like chain of custody as to who had it and when and how long and where it went and all that stuff. I don't know how you go through all that stuff, but I assume this is the real axe, the axe. I would put it in some kind of a display case. and uh, I imagine it's only going to go up in value, right? It's like an investment. So if really if we all put our money together, I I don't see this thing going for fifty five thousand dollars. It's probably going to go somewhere to two two hundred two hundred fifty thousand. Um, if we all put like uh, I don't know, like all two of us put <laughs> put a hundred and twenty five thousand dollars down. You know, it could be a joint investment. We could do like a some kind of a profit sharing situation. I don't know. I don't know how any of that works. All right. Anyway. Uh that's something to think about. Uh what else we got here? Nightmare Alley. Have we all seen that yet? It's a good show. I'll tell you right now, it's a pretty good show. More of like a uh crime noir situation with some weird occult freak show leanings. Uh it's going to get a, another release on Hulu. It's going to be black and white. Uh that's going to hit later this month. You can watch it in black and white on Hulu. Um couple of thoughts i i i always fantas i always like the idea of watching some of our modern horror films in black and white but there there are a couple where you can do that uh i have the limited edition uh disc of the mist and that came with a black and white uh version really what you want to do is you want to watch the black and white version before you see the the you know the regular normal version because if you watch it the normal way and you're like, oh, it's a great show and then you get a wild hair up your butt and you're like, oh, I'm going to check out the black and white because, you know you start watching it in black and white and then like 10 minutes into it, you're like why don't I just watch this in color and then there you go you just watch it in color, I don't know maybe this one will be better somehow Nightmare Alley, it it could have like a a black and white vibe to it I don't know, but uh, if you're some kind of weirdo you might check that out Here's something I'm very curious about, and I'm not just sure how this is going to work, but I kind of like the, the vibe of it. Uh, Matthew Lillard, you know the name, you know the face. Uh, Scream, 13 Ghosts, uh, Scooby-Doo movies, um, Hackers, you know, you know him from Hackers. Uh, he, has started, he has launched his own film studio called The Midnight Movie Club. Now, something he's trying and it's 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 a bit experimental, but I'm kind of into it in a weird way. He claims that this is going to be a decentralized uh movie studio. I know you're wondering what the fuck that means. Allow me to explain. I'll get into it. So, what what he's attempting to do, um he's basically opening the studio up to basically everybody. So, any, any creative decisions or you know which projects to back, which projects not to back, everything is going to be voted on by us, the audience, starting already, I guess. He's already started his first movie. Well, it's in pre-production right now. It's some kind of a vampire movie. Um, but it's kind of interesting. Right now, if you want, you can buy an NFT. Uh, what the fuck is an NFT? I still have no idea. But if you buy one of uh, his NFTs, then you get to you get like a seat on the board of uh, the Midnight Movie Club. I imagine these things are fucking expensive. So if you think you're gonna go in there with like uh, you know a couple hundred bucks and be like, oh, I'm gonna put a seat on the board of the movie club, now, but you're probably gonna have to spend at least a hundred thousand dollars, maybe. I don't know. I don't know how this any of this shit works. To be honest with you. But uh that's what he's trying to do, and i kinda I kind of dig that about him because it's new it's revolutionary um I don't know if it's gonna work <laughs> to be honest with you because let's be let's be honest um horror audiences and I don't mean like I'm not saying we're the lowest common denominator, but I feel like uh everything's going to turn into just a bunch of tits (laughs) um, I don't don't know man I feel feel like uh, you get the wrong group of like 13 year olds who find some way to hack the midnight movie club servers it's just all going to go to shit really fast so I don't know hopefully he's got some kind of a contingency plan for you know if, if the audience votes and what's clearly a bad idea Maybe we just call that a mulligan or something. <laughs> well, let's just take it from the top, shall we? I don't know, man. I like I like the concept. I just, I'm a little uh, apprehensive about the execution. Uh, I'm excited. Either way, I'll check it out for sure. Whatever the hell he's doing, I don't know. Uh, what else we got here? Love, Death, and Robots Season 3 is going to hit Netflix next month. I still haven't seen Season 2. I love Season 1. I got to get caught up on Season 2. I think my favorite episode from season one is the the monster fighting pit. Oh no 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 no! no it's not. That's a good one. But the one that I really like is the uh, the the space farmers that have to fight off the uh, alien insects with their giant mech robots, and like three of them get killed. That was a good one. That was a good one. A lot of people like the the military werewolf one. That's a good one too. Um, Still, that, that those I, I'm a I'm a sucker for fighting off alien insects and giant robots. Every anybody who knows me knows that about me. Uh, well, lastly, it looks like um, I don't know how I feel about this one. This one's kind of weird. Lionsgate is attempting to reboot the Blair Witch franchi- franchise. Almost called it a franchise. Franchise. Um, well, I mean. Why not? Why not take another crack at it? I'm not mad at the Blair Witch franchise. You got the original Blair Witch Project, which is good. A lot of people hated it, but I don't feel like they really hated it. I feel like they just hated Heather Donahue, and I totally get that, man. I hated her, too, but I refuse to let her ruin that movie for me. Um, Second one, I got a soft spot for, and it's not just because of the... uh, the Curse of S River or whatever that was, where you had to find the clues in the movie. I, I thought it was actually a good show. It has very little to do with uh, anything from the first movie, and it d- did that weird thing where you recognize the first movie as a movie, and then you move on from the the fiction of it, or you. Move, I, I I don't know. I don't even know how, what I'm trying to get at there. And then uh, what? Do you, after that, you did the um, Adam Wingard right with the the Blair Witch. I think it was just called the Blair Witch, right? the The late, latest one where they all went out there with drones and stuff, got got caught in a weird time loop. I wasn't mad at that one. Uh, they did fuck around with the um, the the whole mythos of of the Blair Witch, and they kind of tweaked a few things. Could I don't think that was necessary. Like the the whole arm stretching, turning her into a giant spider person. That was uh, I don't ah. Uh, I don't think that was necessary, man. Uh, she was much creepier when she was just the the stick people hanging from, <laughs> from the fucking uh, uh, trees there. I'll tell you what, though, kids. Uh, I don't know if you guys have Oculus Quests, or, yeah, Oculus Quest 2s. There is a kick-ass uh, Blair Witch game you can play in virtual reality. It will make you take a dump in your pants. Uh, trust me, I've done the research. All right, that's all I got on the horror news, you maniacs. You guys ready for some listener mail? I don't know if I am. I don't know if I'm emotionally equipped to deal with this week's uh, listener mail, but I'll try. Uh, Here we go, listener mail. listener mail yes sir we got emails and voicemails and all kinds of fun stuff why don't we start things off with the emails coming in from somewhere out on the open road it's our main man freddie freddie the crazy truck driver uh subject line still listening Hey folks, I'm still here and listening. I have even gone back through some older episodes, but I usually don't have much to send in. I'm stoked the Terradome is back and have to agree with the Killer Clowns because they do have the tech. Be safe out there, Freddy. Well, you got it, Freddy. I'm going to put you down for the Killer Clowns in this week's uh, fights, the Killer Clowns versus the Deadites. Oh, excuse me. Oh uh, shit. I don't have a fucking pen. Here we are. All right, two more for the Killer Clowns. Well done, Freddy. Thank you for writing in, my friend. And uh, you be safe out there, wherever you are. Out there in the highways and the byways and the the, 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 the greasy spoon truck stops with the lot lizards that I uh, have heard a lot about. Uh, <laughs> let's get down to Southern California. Here comes our main man, Tony. Subject line, vacations are tiring. You are correct, Tony. My wife starts talking to me about vacations. Just, just hearing that word, I have to go take a nap. Here comes about uh, $4,000 worth of fucking gas and souvenirs and getting into this park and that park. On top of that, I'm going to have to drive 18 hours. All right, I'm, I'm, I don't mean to vent, Tony, but you brought it up. Uh, greetings, padded room. Quick email this week. Not much to talk about. I took a week-long vacation and was able to watch exactly zero movies that I wanted to watch. Turns out when you hang out with your kids, they don't give a shit what you want to do or what or what you care about. Kids are assholes. I agree with that too, Tony. That's why you need multiple TVs and multiple uh, Rokus in your house. I got uh, one, two, three, four TVs in this house each one uh, fully equipped with all the streaming shit and uh you know what yeah I, hey I'm gonna watch uh, this these kids get torn in half by the thing in the woods you're welcome to join me four-year-old and seven-year-old if you choose not to there are other rooms for you to attend so the choice is yours. <laughs> I'll take the killer clowns and their advanced weapons for the win. If Ash can deal with them with just a chainsaw, shotgun, and medieval weapons, then clowns should have no trouble. Until next time, Tony. Two more for the clowns. Looks like we're going to open this tournament with a blowout. Dudes. Which is okay. That'll happen sometimes. Uh, Let's see here. Over to jolly old England. Here comes the horror slut. Cat is in the house. Subject line fight time. Evening gent, possibly gents or perhaps a special guest. This matchup is a no brainer. The clowns do have technology on their side, so they get my vote. Even with my love for the Evil Dead movies, I did enjoy two very relaxing days off and rewatch the Elm Street movies just because they are relaxing and always fun for me. I did try to watch I did try watching Nazi Undead, and while I enjoyed the first half, I fell asleep for the second half. As for Educate, I feel I should know this movie, but I can't think of what it is, so you have me stumped again. Haha. <laughs> Hope everyone has a healthy and safe week. Cat. Oh, Cat. Uh, you. This one is actually, for the education, this one is actually pretty new. So you may not have seen this one yet. So prepare yourselves for that. Otherwise, if you have seen it, you're going to kick yourself right in the ass uh what do we got two more for the clowns yep we're headed to blowout town my friends bing bing um well you watch cat you watch the first half of nazi undead really the second half is the exact same as the first half of nazi undead because uh she gets out of the house she walks around for a day and then she wakes up and then she's right back in the house and her boyfriend is alive and we are supposed to believe that the first half was a dream but now they are doomed to repeat that dream. So, really, if you've seen the first half, you pretty much saw the whole movie. I hate it. I hate it when they do that shit. And they, Nazi Undead was off to a solid start with the Nazi ghosts. And then they just, uh, they flip de do. right, hard reset, let's take it from the top. And that's what they did, man. I hate that. All right. Uh, let's get back here to Reno, Nevada. Here comes the Cowboy. Subject line, fucking wind. Dude, you're a big truck driver, cowboy. You got to watch that shit, especially going across Washoe Valley. They, they, you're going to get blown right the fuck over. Uh, my gate is wrecked in my backyard. <clears throat> it's been banging itself open and closed uh, for like a day and a half now. I'm, j- I'm not even going to attempt to fix it. I'm just going to wait till the fucking shit dies down. Then I'll go out there with a staple gun or something and see what I can do. Uh, evening padded room. Hope everyone is doing well and someone made it in tonight. If not, the solo shows are always fun. Thank you very much, cowboy. Don't have much tonight, thanks to the wind kicking my ass at work the last two days. Educate, no clue, but I might have to look it up later for reasons. When I tell you who's in this movie, cowboy, you are definitely going to want to look it up, but I don't think there was any nudity that I recall. I could be wrong. Uh, Terra Dome. I love the Deadites, but the clowns do have better weapons, so Killer Clowns get my vote. Oh yeah, yep, they're running away with it. Um, the oh, clowns go. Watched Undead Nazis and Bunker Games. Both were all right. I also caught Choose or Die. Robert England had a voice part in it, and thought it was a fun movie. Darian and I should have time to work on a surpri- Ooh, on a surprise for you this week. Guess because it's something I can make to show some appreciation for all the hard work you do with this podcast. Back into the wind and construction. Hope everyone has a great week. Catch you on the flip, Cowboy. Hey, Cowboy, I appreciate that. But really, you guys don't owe me anything. Like like I've been telling you for the last 10 years. I'm going to smatter on about horror movies, whether anybody's listening or not. It's just a matter of whether or not I decide to drag my carcass into my guest room and hit record on the old... uh, flipty do here, and then uh, hit the upload when I'm done. That, that's really the only difference between this is me here, or I can do this at work and uh, drive everybody crazy at the office. So <laughs> might as well come in here and hit the record button before I do. Maybe somebody out there will enjoy what I have to say, or not. Uh, let's see here. Do I have anything in the junk folder? I don't know. I don't think so uh outlook junk let me take a quick look oh here comes carter burke he's back everybody what did he do to me this week let's open this fucking thing up there's an image um it's me with i think an axe in my neck i don't know what movie this is from Ah, this looks familiar though am i jason voorhees with an axe in my neck i might be i don't know uh, god damn it i wish you would quit using the fat fuck picture of me carter i've lost a lot of weight since this picture was taken i will send you better pictures of me to use in your your uh, fun little uh photoshopping of me i don't understand why we got to keep using the fat all right all right well thank you very much carter uh think. Am I a zombie with an axe in my neck? I don't know. I don't know what you did to me this week. But I appreciate the effort. And uh, thank you very much. I've got some voicemails to get into here. Goddamn fat fucking pictures. <laughs> Worst thing is, I know he got that picture off my Facebook page. I have since been banned from Facebook. I'm not 100% sure why. But I can't even get on to take that picture off. So... That's the picture he's got, and that's what he's going to have to go with from now on. <laughs> God damn it. All right, uh, voicemails. Here we go. Uh, why don't we start the voicemails off down in beautiful Alabama. It's our main man, Alan. Alan. how's it going what's up alan everybody's doing good you know solo shows sure uh Terror Dome, give me the killer Clown. yep figured I that
1: do not know who mr dairy
0: whoop what happened it is. oh there he goes that's all i got y'all have a good one bye you too alan thank you for calling in my man uh two more for the clowns this one's this one's over this one's already over, my friends. It's uh, it's a shutout. I, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a shutout. Um, when I tell you who I am, which I'm not going to do just yet, I think a lot of you are going to want to see this movie. If you haven't seen it, it's, it's pretty new. I think it came out this year, or last year, 2021. Uh, it is streaming. I will tell you where after I reveal it. I feel like if I tell you where it's streaming, that might give it away. And I'm not going to do that just yet. I want you to simmer. I want everybody just to calm the hell down. Everybody's fired up. I can feel it. I just simmer for a minute, okay? Just think about it. Think about what it could be. Cheating wife, vampire. Um, I'm gonna, You know what? I'll drop another clue on you. And then I, I'm not going to tell you what the what the movie is until the end of the show. Cheating wife, vampire, vampire. Uh, The cheating wife is married to a priest. Mm Mm-hmm. Think about that shit. Yeah. 2021 movie. All right. (laughs) Uh, Let's see here. We got another er, uh, voicemail here. All the way from back down to Southern California. It's Mad Max himself. Mr. Tom Hardy coming at us. Hey, Hey yo. Padded
1: room. Out my favorite degenerate. It's just me, except for Mr. Fucking Brock.
0: Oh, stop it!
1: Good Lord, sir! What I do no, now? No, it's called What is All does right, that and mean? it's a fear of tomatoes. It's a real fucking thing. Oh, that's thing. a thing. Now? And you now? just belittled it on your show. I
0: sure did. You
1: son of a bitch! Okay, prepare to be canceled. Can't,
0: I'm already canceled. you will know,
1: be done with your Insta books and your Face tweets. No more love, for you, sir. I would love to you be won't done. We'll have this hate speech <laughs> going on in the padded room, sir.
0: Okay.
1: Anyway, I would like to get on uh, to the Terror Dome. The Terror Dome teams have finally returned. They have. This is why I forgive you, because you did vote for the right choice. You did vote for the killer clowns from outer space. Yep. And I think you make a pretty fair argument, but there's something else I want to bring up, is that the they, killer clowns... They
0: can't fly.
1: The, the deadites, they possess they possess people. Correct. So I'm just thinking about it. Who? What are they going to... The deadites, they possess them. They're some fucking weirdo... I don't know, running at you with a shotgun or whatever. And right. You got your cotton candy gun, you
0: know. Well, I mean, yeah. you're,
1: you're going to stop them in their place. I, I mean, mean, that's, that's just unsalable logic. In that's addition, a good point. as you mentioned, sure, in your scenario, the clowns can fly. They got a fucking tent spaceship. Well, that fucking trumps it all, right, Mister I mean, Brock?
0: That's that's not. Anyway, uh, on
1: field. to the. Um, what are you looking at, department? And I what got, do you got to catch uh, a couple of good flicks, man. Okay. I got to catch. Uh, I know it's not new, but I, it was new to me. Um, hmm. Dead Snow Two. Yeah, uh, buddy. The Red Dead Red or whatever the fuck dead. it was. It was. You'd mentioned the uh, Nazi zombie, yes. Nazi zombie flick, and that's what kind of
0: undead. I Nazi. think that's
1: how I figured it out that that shit was on Amazon or whatever the hell it was.
0: Yeah. The uh, Nazi, Nazi
1: ghost and. Uh, I don't know. I I caught. I checked it out. I thought it was pretty good. It's. Uh, hmm. I I remember the first one, even though the first one having some outlandish, silly moments. I oh, think yeah. this one took it to even further extreme. Loved it, and uh, I still found it enjoyable. The one thing I was thinking though uh, huh. while watching it was, goddamn, this is probably like as close as you can get to watching. Um, uh, what was that movie by the the the, the director bad taste sure this is probably like as close as you can get to like a, a bad taste not sequel but similar type fucking flick
0: i could see that sure um
1: but yeah i, I checked it i'm sure everyone's already seen it i oh, yeah. enjoyed it i say it's good stuff. have fun with it loved it uh the other one i got to check out was um John Carpenter's Vampires. Mm. And I, I know not one of Carpenter's better flicks. It's not, not one bad. Of his great flick, but I got to say, it's still fucking... I still enjoy it. I still yeah. think it's a it's a shitload of fun. I mean...
0: GP'd. He got GP'd. Um, as he is wont to do. John Carpenter's Vampires. Wildly underrated, in my opinion. Uh, there's a sequel to that. It's called... Uh, it has nothing to do with John Carver. But it is it does fit into that, if you want to call it a franchise, it kind of picks up. I think, if I'm not mistaken, it stars John Bon Jovi <laughs> as, like, the leader of a second team down in Mexico. And he's going to – he's doing basically the same shit. And I think I've seen it at some point, but uh, – I don't I don't remember anything other than J- John Bon Jovi being the, ma- the 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 leader of the team and that was kind of weird. He's not an actor, my friends. I'm sorry. Uh he does great in his own music videos and uh has he been in any other movies? I don't know. I don't know that I would recognize John Bon Jovi if uh I saw him on the street. Now that I think about it. Anyway, enough about Bon Jovi. <laughs> That's going in the show notes. Um, Yeah, wildly underrated, I thought. Vampires. I love uh, that kickboxer guy. What's his name? Um, Fucking, I want to say it's Eric Griffin, but I know that's not his name. He was in Kar- the Karate Kid 3. Uh, he made a pretty, he played a pretty badass vampire, I thought. Um, and I also like the Catholic angle. And how can you go wrong with James Woods? I know he's saying a lot of weird stuff on Twitter these days. But you got to admit, as an actor... He is pretty good, especially for being as unattractive as he is. He's not a handsome man. Uh, Right on, Tom Hardy. You called back. Let's uh, see what else you have to say about John Carpenter's vampires.
1: Gee, motherfucking peas. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, I was just going to say, you know, the vampire is slick. Uh, I, I liked it. Sure. I actually uh, had read the book prior to seeing the there movie, was a book, and, and the book okay. I think is a good read too. If sure. anybody, if anybody wants more of that, kind of delves a little bit deeper into the yeah. whole vampire hunting cult, and or, you it. know sponsored by the Catholic Church. Of course, still a fun, fun book, fun movie. I still enjoyed it, and uh, with that in mind, uh, Darian, when yep. I was yelling at you about uh, clown fear, tomato, I'll give fear. you a little wood. Little mahogany there. Perhaps a little <laughs> peek. Anyway, hope all is well. Love you like family.
0: Bye now. Love you too, Tom Hardy, you son of a bitch. And that's cholerophobia is the the fear of clowns. Apparently there is a phobia of tomatoes. I don't understand that shit, but alright. I don't know there's a lot of things, a lot of weird fears out there. I used to work with a lady was terrified of balloons. Don't understand that. Asked her all the time, Tammy. Why are you scared of balloons? I don't know. I'm just terrified of them. Okay. Well, if you don't know, like fear of heights, I get. You're afraid of falling is what the real problem is. Fear of spiders, uh, I get it. You Maybe you're afraid they're going to bite you or something like that. Snakes, same thing. But balloons, what is a ba- – like not like hot air balloons, but like a, just a floating, you know, like a healing – like at a party. What What are you – I don't understand why. <laughs> Why you're so scared of the uh, – all right, I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. Anyway, uh, that is it on the listener mail, my friends. Tom Hardy, Alan, Tony, Cowboy, Cat, Freddie, uh, the rest of you maniacs, thank you very much for uh, tuning in and checking out the show here. Your votes are locked. If you guys have anything you want to say to me, uh, the mental health hotline is area code 775 3870 or the regular old email at thepaddedroom2011 at hotmail.com. In the meantime, goddammit, we got to go to Tromaville to check out a fast food restaurant. Thank you very much for that, cowboy.
1: You the manager. You know it. Give me a job. I'm a high school graduate just... Just trying to make his way in this topsy-turvy world. My life, it, it sucks. And my one true love? I'll yeah. stay true okay. to you. It'll never change <laughs> me. Uh-huh. I promise. There's a left-wing, lipstick, lesbo-liberal. <laughs> ah, Wendy! Arby? <sighs> you said you'd never change, but, but here you are. You're just bumping tacos. <laughs> you're hired. What do I do? You're the counter girl. Fools. This restaurant is built on ancient Tromahawk tribe, sacred Indian burial ground. Get out while you still can! Get out! Save yourselves! Save yourselves! Um, uh, I'll have the sloppy Jose value meal. Good morning, Bill. We will never rest while big business tramples over the rich history and culture of the Native Americans while simultaneously slaughtering countless innocent chickens!
0: what are these tiny little bumps all over my chicken? Those are, uh, our new Flavor Pods! New
1: Flavor Pods! Look at the atrocities American Chicken Bunker performs on the chickens that you serve to the ignorant masses! We produce only high-quality, chicken-flavored foodstuffs! And now, the most important part. The secret zest, Every leg, every thigh is fresh, tasty, and... Oh, my God! My ass! The chicken! The chickens come back from the dead! They are very slowly approaching the entrance. They'll break through faster than the five minutes it took me to turn Wendy into a full-blown lesbian. Damn it. We need action before they turn the glass into lesbians. chicken has
0: declared jihad on us all <laughs> mm-hmm. poultry geist night of the chicken dead from 2006 directed by lloyd kaufman written by gabriel Fried- friedman uh, stars Jason Yasinin, Kate Graham, and Allison Saraboff. Sar- Saraboff. Sar- Saraboff. I don't know. Uh, God damn it, man. <laughs> so, before I get into this, a couple of things. I'm not going to do what everybody thinks I'm going to do, which is just take a big fat shit all over this movie. This movie is not for me. I will say that right now. It's not to say that anybody who likes this movie is some kind of a dipshit or, you know, not a real horror fan or whatever the hell else uh, problem that anybody on a podcast might have when they are shitting all over a movie. I will simply say it is not for me. Um, There is a sad irony to this in a weird way. And I don't know if this is intentional or not because I feel like Lloyd Kaufman and gabriel friedman were basically trying to to poke fun of or bring attention to fast food places and the way they serve americans empty calories full of gross chemicals and uh you know a shitty product at a low price and that's leading to obesity and things like that and that's A noble plight, sure, to bring attention to that and make people aware of it. However, (laughs) Mr. Kaufman, you have made some of the dumbest movies ever. Now, I'm not saying they're bad movies. I'm just saying they are incessantly dumb. This one in particular. Just in concept, okay? I'm not saying the execution was bad. I'm not saying the special effects were bad. I'm just saying the bullet point concept of zombie chicken chicken people uh laying siege to a fast food restaurant that's uh that's kind of dumb, right? How how are we going to get from point A to point B by way of musical? Uh, it's kind of dumb, man. I'm sorry. It's uh here's the here's the, so there is an irony to that because what what we have instead of the empty calories is um Gratuitous boobs, right? Uh, Wanton and wildly out-of-place musical numbers. Um, Weird, uh, schlocky attempts at violence and film gore, but by way of uh, a lot of rectal uh, stuff. In a way, as far as entertainment goes, you could draw the correlation between empty calories full of gross carcinogens and trans fat to boobs uh toxic uh by toxic like toxic waste humor uh and rectal gags you know what I mean you're kind of doing the same thing here Mr. Kaufman just saying I'm just saying but more to the point and this is what I really wanted to talk about before I get into the movie Trauma Studios trauma trauma team um like uh, anybody who's probably any horror fan who's in on or around my age group, Probably grew up on *Troma*. *Troma* to me was mother's milk. Um, *Toxic Avenger*, *Class of Newcomb High*, *Surf Nazis Must Die*, uh, *Redneck Zombies*. These were uh, *Mother's Day*. These were some of my favorite films growing up. But something happened over at *Troma*. Probably about uh, I don't know, mid early to mid nineties. They just gave up and said, "You know what, boobs." Uh, fucking uh, weird, toxic waste uh, situations. Um, it's, uh, some some really gnarly and gratuitous special effects full of uh, spew being poured all over people. And uh, we'll figure out the plot line later. And let's be honest, nobody's watching for the plot anyway. So in lieu of the, the classics, like a Mother's Day, like a uh, Toxic Avenger, we have... Poultrygeist. we have Tromeo and Juliet we have a bunch of other nonsense the last Toxic Avenger movie had um, Melvin running for mayor we've just given up on horror altogether and instead we're just making this uh, it's more or less adolescent softcore porn with uh, green schmegma being hosed all over people in the middle for not any particular reason I don't know, man. That just that might just be my opinion. Um, now watching these now, the, especially the latter stuff, like this movie was made in 2006. This is kind of you reach a certain like when we break into the musical numbers, you're like, "What the fuck? Why am I even watching this?" But there's boobs, sure, but they're not even that hot. So why am I even? It's got fucking chicken people coming at us. All right, all right. That's me and my little rant. And I'm not an anti-trauma person. I have many. I have spent many a doll, put many a, a paycheck in Lloyd Kaufman's pocket. And I, over on my shelf over here to my left, I have an entire shelf of what I would consider the better trauma movies. I don't think any of them made it past 1994. But uh, I'm not a hater. I just. At a certain point, they, they just uh, went. Fr- they diverged from horror into the completely absurd, and that's where I kind of checked out from from trauma. Um, but uh, uh, Full Moon d- did a lot of that too. Did we really need a nine movie Ginger Dead Man franchise? How many fucking evil bongs has Charles ba- Band made? Uh, why are we still Why are we still watching these? Is the real question. I don't know. I don't. Apparently, somebody is. They keep cranking them out. All right. Anyway, back to poultry geist. Uh, so we start off in Tromaville, as we are wont to do, which has a real problem with nuclear waste. It's uh, in New Jersey. I found out. So remember that was the running gag uh, on all the late night talk shows from like 1982 up to like 1995 is that uh go to the jersey shore where there's a lot of toxic waste and chemical spills and shit like that I, i think it's better now i could be wrong you don't hear those jokes anymore anyway tromaville uh we have two young lovers about to engage in uh some sexual congress in a cemetery and they're uh they're going at it pretty good they're dry humping as we are we're all want to do in high school and um Random as they're 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 getting down to business. It's uh, we're gonna meet these two. It's Arby and Wendy. And in case you haven't figured it out, inmates, every every major character in this movie is named after a fast food franchise. You have Arby's, you have Wendy's. We're gonna meet Mickey, Denny, uh, Paco Bell in a minute. Uh, who else? Oh, uh, Carl Junior. He's gonna show up. Um, plus, the whole thing is one big spoof of KFC. So, I I see what we're what we're doing here uh so this is Arby and wendy and there are a couple of young lovers uh about to have sex for the first time in the cemetery um we get a very long monologue about how wendy's about to go off to college and Arby can't go with her because he's got to stay and take care of his retarded mom um and while all that's going on we're trying we're we're, we're trying to get down to business but then random zomb- zombie hands and just start coming out of the ground so you're thinking zombie invasion but really all they do is fill up <clears throat> feel up these two kids and uh one of them sticks the the zombie finger up arby's butt <clears throat> which of course snaps off and then a a uh a dude just a random guy shows up carrying an axe but he's jerking off as he's watching these two attempt to have sex and then uh he uh they they take off because, of course, there's like a... You're thinking this guy's going to be like a slasher for a minute because he's got an axe. But instead, he just peels one out. They go running away. And then this guy gets killed by the zombies. Um, but apparently, these zombies just go back. They, they they don't actually come out of their graves. They just get a hand up. So one of them gets a hand up and pulls this guy's heart out. And uh, there you have it. And all the while, Arby still has the... Uh, dismembered zombie finger lodged in his rectum. So he pulls that out and keeps it as a as a keepsake. It's their butt plug. Uh, now we're going to fast forward to a year or two later. I'm going to skip a lot of this movie. Uh, there are musical numbers in it. I'm going to sk- shoot right past those. This is an hour and 43-minute movie, inmates. It could have easily been whittled down to probably an hour 15 but we got a bunch of song and dance and choreography and shit instead. So there's that. If you've if you you've seen a, a living dead chicken movie and you thought to yourself, what this really needs is a musical accompaniment, then this is the film for you. If you haven't seen a living dead chicken people movie, don't. Just don't. Just don't even. All right? I'll... Again, inmates, I'm watching these movies so you don't have to. You understand. All right. So uh, now we're going to cut to a, a couple years later. Uh, the cemetery has been bulldozed, or so we think, and a, a fast food franchise has been erected on top of it. And we also found out that the uh, the Tromahawk Indians, uh, that was their burial ground, I guess, before it was a regular cemetery. So there's that also. Very cool um now a fast food franchise has been erected on top of said cemetery um and there's a big protest happening and uh they're, they're protesting it because um well i i'm not 100 percent sure what the protest was about if you look at the protest scenes where all the the big crowd is gathered outside uh everybody's holding up a sign that says i love cock and I assume it's like an animal rights group, and they 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 want um, they don't want to eat. They don't want people eating chicken, or they want like free range, ethical, ethically killed chickens. I don't know. It's never really explained. Um, it's a it's a stupid protest. Arby comes back because he never left, and he's like, "Hey, what's with the protest?" And he hangs out finds a couple of his buddies and they're like, yeah, this is a protest. We're all getting hammered. We're going down here trying to get laid. Hey, look at those two chicks over there making out with each other. So he looks over there and he's like, yeah, I'm going to go talk to him. He goes over there trying to get his m- t- menage a trois on. And one of the girls looks back and it's sure as shit, Wendy. So she's he's like, Wendy? And he's like, Arby, what are you doing? And he, she's like, what are you doing? You said you would never change. Now you're making out with some chick. And this is where we launch into our first musical number. Um, I'm not going to waste your time with, with what the fucking song was, and I don't remember anyway, so there's that. Uh, this pisses Arby right off. After he's done singing and dancing, he goes right inside to the uh, General's Chicken Bunker, which is the name of this particular franchise, uh, meets the manager and applies for a job, and he's hired on the spot. Manager, by the way, a guy named Denny uh says yeah you can you can work here you're going to be the the counter girl so arby's new job is to stand there and um he's going to be the guy that rings you up but because he's the counter girl he has to wear a skirt while he does it which is kind of weird uh very cool so arby's now he's like yeah i'm going to show wendy i'm going to i'm going to get this job and i'm going to hold it down and work my way up and have some money and it's going to be up she'll be begging for me to come back cuz i work at the chicken bunker All right, Arby, whatever you say. So now they're getting ready for their grand opening. The protest is still going on outside. A lot of chanting and sign waving. Um, While they're doing that, a crazy old guy comes running in, and it's Ron Jeremy. And uh, Well, I guess (laughs) in light of recent events, maybe that wasn't the best casting choice. I don't know. Uh, he's doing his best crazy Ralph impersonation. He's like, "You can't, you can't serve chicken here. This was uh, Indian burial ground on top of the top Troma tribe, and it's you're all gonna die. It's chickens and shit." And then he's like, "Oh, can I get a, a number two uh, supersized with fries?" So there's that little Ron Jeremy cameo for you. Um, so that's all well and good. Now we're gonna cut to another musical, and we get ah what the fucking music. So after that, we get another musical number of Arby singing about how he wants to get back with uh, Wendy. And Wendy, kind of, it's like a duet. Wendy cuts in and out, and she's like, maybe I should get back with Arby. But uh, this uh, Wendy's girlfriend, a young lady named Mickey, uh, is like a very angry, uh, very shredded uh, protester and lesbian. And she's like, oh, I'm going to eat your box. And Wendy's like, oh, but I'm thinking about going back to to uh arby imagine everything that i just described to you but in some kind of a banana fuck musical <laughs> musical montage kind of a thing where it, the dancing doesn't quite match the music but there's a lot of boobs in this scene because i guess they went tried to say they were went back to uh wendy's dorm where there's a bunch of other chicks making out so a lot of a lot of boobs a lot of chicks in this uh, fine fair enough Uh, Now we're going to cut back to uh, getting ready to open. Uh, The protest is still going on. Uh, We meet some of uh, Arby's co-workers. We have Paco Bell, who is a, uh, he's gay, and he's Mexican, and thus he's named Paco Bell. Mind you, this movie was made in 2006, when you could still say stuff like this and get away with it. Now, oh, fuck you, Lloyd Kaufman. (laughs) Uh we also have Hamas who is a uh I assume Middle Eastern young lady and she's wearing a burqa and she's got a suspicious vest uh that goes around the burqa and uh she's very upset every time somebody calls her Hamas because I guess her name is pronounced Hummus, But uh there's that. Uh we have Carl Jr. who's the token white trash guy. Uh we get a very weird we got a lot of weird shit going on with Carl Jr. Uh, we're pretty sure he's fucking the chickens, so there's that, but it's, well, we'll get to it here in a minute. Now it's time for the grand opening. Uh, they open the doors, they're open for business and ready to go, and, uh, nobody comes in because the protesters are blocking the way, so they're like, well, shit, now what are we gonna do? So, Denny goes back and he calls the corporate office and he gets a hold of the general himself, who I guess is the founder of this whole, uh, fried chicken franchise so well done uh the general comes in and he's got a new special ingredient he brings it and uh unfortunately Paco uh opens it over the grill and we find out the new special ingredient is like a green a chicken egg with veins coming out of it he's like these are proven to be the best eggs genetically modified and radioactive stuff that we could find and it's we got them dirt cheap too so we're going to start using this shit so he's like, oh, okay. Paco takes the the eggs down to the basement, where they, of course, begin to like start multiplying and hatching and things like that. In the meantime, uh, the grill has been infected with the uh, nasty egg schmegma, so we have that going going on. Uh, so now people are actually starting to trickle into the business, and they're wanting to get get some chicken. So okay, great. Our one of our first customers is, uh, I believe. Supposed to be Jared Fogle from the Subway commercials, who's now a convicted pedophile. Uh, he's a big, great, big, fat bastard, and he comes in and he's like, "Give me a number three with extra sauce." And Arby's like, "Oh my God, it's Jared from Subway! Congratulations on losing all that weight." And he's like, "Yeah, don't skip on the sauce, you
1: fuck, son of a bitch."
0: So he gives him, he gives him his meal. Uh, he tries a bite of it, and he immediately runs into. Where's your bathroom? Oh, bat. That's my best fat guy voice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I imagine that you know the great big fat fuck like that. <laughs> I imagine his tongue and his jowls and everything. <laughs> I am sorry. I don't mean to fat shame, but you got to admit. That. You gotta admit, fat people are funny. <laughs> All right. So, he goes, well, where's your bathroom? <laughs> he takes his food into the bathroom. Uh, takes a big fat, dog, actually, like shits himself to death while he's eating on the toilet, and we get a big disgusting spray of brown fluid, and then green fluid comes out, and then like his stomach starts rolling around, and his shirt comes off. This guy, the actor that played this guy, has to be pushing. At least four fifty, at least maybe more. He might be in the in the low fives, but um, I don't know how much they paid this guy. But it wasn't enough because his whole role, his entire role in the movie, was to to bitch at Arby and then go into the bathroom, pull his pants down, and then basically roll around on the bathroom floor while they hose him down with green shit and brown shit. In the end, uh, he kind of pops out of his own stomach. And Arby goes to check on him. He's like, "Hey, are you okay?" I'm skinny now. And then he goes taking off, and he's covered in schmutz. It's disgusting. And the bathroom has been completely destroyed because bodily fluids everywhere. Gross. Now, I don't know that that needed to be in the movie. It's disgusting. And to a 13 year old, I'm sure it's hilarious. But whatever, whatever you, whatever you guys want to do, I don't, I don't care anymore. Uh, so that's nasty unfortunately uh, the the rest of the chicken that they're making is now like getting into like weird pustules. It's like growing like uh, blisters and shit like that and they're still continuing to serve it to people which is great. Uh, about this time there's a tragic accident in which Paco Bell is I believe masturbating into the chicken grinder and uh, his pants get caught. And he basically gets sucked into the chicken grinder and killed. So I think that was supposed to be like some kind of a actual poltergeist type of a thing. But we're so far off the deep end already with the fat guy's exploding ass that... Does it fucking matter? Does it really matter how Paco Bell died? No, it does not. Anyway, he's dead. But fear not, my friends. Because in a few short minutes, he's going to return to possess a uh, chicken sandwich and have a conversation with uh, Arby in a few minutes. Now we're going to cut back to Arby. Uh, He is working the counter. He's already killed, or I guess kind of resurrected, Jared Fogle. In pops Wendy, and they have a little conversation. She's like, how can you work here, Arby? These people are destroying chickens. It's disgusting. Look at these pictures. I did get a chuckle out of this this part because she's showing him all these pictures of like um, horrible things being done to chickens and they took the Abu Ghraib pictures of uh, the you know, the military MPs basically fucking with POWs and replaced all the the uh, Iraqi POWs with chickens <laughs> <laughs> I know it's in poor taste okay I know that I know it is and, but I didn't make this movie. I'm just telling you, what is in the movie? And I got to tell you, that was kind of funny. <laughs> uh, but he's like, yeah, I'm going to work here and I'm going to make money and I'm going to maybe start my own franchise and all you're going to do is just be a lesbian and you probably going to be broke living in a tent somewhere, you stupid. And she's like, "What? fine. And then she just leaves. And then we got to um, Arby going down into the basement to get some more foodstuffs, as they keep saying. And he runs into Lloyd Kaufman himself. Now, the the ironic part here is that Lloyd Kaufman is also a counter girl. And he uh, lifts his skirt up for a second. And him and Arby have the same uh, Go Yankees tattoo on their ass. So basically, if we haven't figured it out already, Lloyd Kaufman is Arby 25 years later. Okay. So basically what he's telling us without telling us is that working fast food is a dead-end job. And... Uh, he he never meant to work there but he just got used to it and comfortable and now he's a 25 year old counter girl or a 25 year career counter girl is what i should say and we get another musical number here about how um uh Arby's saying, it's the American way. You make money and then you work your way up and hard work and pays off and all that. And then Lloyd Kaufman comes back with, oh, it's a corporate trap. They just want to work you to the bone and you're never going to get anywhere and they want to keep you down here. And uh, that it's a whole sing They sing about it for like three, five minutes. Great. Uh, now we cut back upstairs where the general has arrived in his big limousine. And he's got a bunch of hot chicks with him. Uh, he comes out, and he's like, whoa, 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 and all the protesters are going on, and they're yelling and screaming at him. Whoa, 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 there, now, listen up. He's doing his best foghorn leghorn impersonation, I think. Uh, he's like, oh, no, no, just take it easy there, little ladies. I'm going to go inside, and I'm going to straighten this whole thing out. So he goes inside, the general does, talks to Denny. He's like, why can't you get these fucking people out here? He's like, I tried. Uh, cops won't do anything. They're holding up the line. They're blocking people from getting in. What am I supposed to do? So, General's like, okay, now you just here. I'm gonna take care of this. He gets like five or six buckets of chicken, and he gets Hamas and Denny and Arby, and they take all this free chicken out to the protesters. And they're like, he's like, oh, I know why you're so angry because you've been out here in in the heat and you you're hungry, and I brought you some fried chicken with my special recipe. So he gives one of the buckets to Mickey, Wendy's girlfriend. She takes a bite of the chicken. She's like, I will not try this chicken. It's disgusting. So she takes a bite like she's going to spit it back in his face. And then she's like, oh, my God, it's the best chicken ever. You guys have to try this. And then they all start eating the chicken. Now, mind you, this chicken is the shit that's got the pustules and the blisters and the weird discolorations and all that shit. So it's like it's got the the fucking radioactive ghost infection, whatever you want to call this shit. I don't know. And the entire uh, protest mob starts eating the chicken. They're like, this is pretty good. And they all just kind of disperse. And the general's like, I told you. All it took was some of my special recipe fried chicken to get rid of these protesters. So he goes back inside. Wendy is taken aback because Mickey, her girlfriend, is now a full-on meat-eating individual. Uh, Now we get a little political intrigue because... uh, the general goes back, and uh, Mickey goes in after him, right? And then we find out that the general actually was paying Mickey the whole time to set up the protest, so that he could turn the pro, he could get the cameras there, get it televised, and he would go out there, feed her the chicken, and she would declare it delicious, and then abandon her vegan hippie ways and become a flock of the general's chicken. I got, I don't know, I don't know what you call that, but. It was all one big uh, floop-de-doo. It was a fucking, actually pretty ingenious uh, advertising move, really, if you think about it. So that's, uh, and then they get into weird, like, the the general and Mickey start engaging in, like, baby sex stuff. Like, the general comes out in a diaper, and Mickey is, like, powdering his bottom and stuff like that. It gets kind of weird, as it is wont to do in a trauma film. Uh, Wendy comes in and finds out. And she's like, you bitch, you betrayed me. You're supposed to be my girlfriend and you're supposed to help me change the world for the better. And Mickey's like, you know how much he paid me? Quite a bit. And, uh, I was never really into that. I just set the whole thing up because he was paying me the whole time. Yeah, bitch. So from there, Wendy decides she needs to get back with Arby, of course. Ar while well, all that's going on, Arby is having a conversation with a chicken sandwich that has been possessed by the, the spirit of Paco Bell. And, uh... He's like... Paco Bell's like, Hey, man, you gotta get out of here. There's, like, some ghosts and shit. And they're going to kill you. Now, this is a chicken sandwich he's talking to, by the way. There's some ghosts and shit. This is, like, a Indian burial ground, man. And uh Arby's like, Wait a minute. You're a sandwich. He's like, No, I'm dead, but I possessed a sandwich, eh? And then, um... Uh, Unfortunately, as that's happening, somebody comes and eats the sandwich that Paco Bell was possessing. So he's now dead for the second time in the movie, unfortunately. And this is where the shit goes down. Because now all of those protesters that were out there picketing the place have now eaten the chicken. And they all come in line to now purchase said chicken. Because I'm sure it is actually delicious. Despite the fact that it's all got pustules and shit. Now, ah, this, this part is pretty... Pretty unruly because as, you know, the line is forming upstairs, they're calling for more chickens, and uh, we're going to cut to Carl Jr., who's actually having a pretty romantic experience with one of the chickens in the basement. He takes it down there, and he's like, oh, you know, he's talking to the dead chicken. I don't usually do this on the first date, you know. I I prefer, you know, to take things a little slowly, but I do have a thing for dead half-thawed chicken carcasses and then he starts making out with the dead chicken and this isn't i'm pretty sure this was an actual chicken carcass that you'd buy at the grocery store he's like tongue the actor is like tonguing this thing and he's like oh you want me to talk dirty to you and then he basically slides it down real slow and sensual (laughs) slow and sensual like sensual is not a word that should be applied to this equation but I don't know how else to describe it. And then he basically starts banging the chicken. And then some of the gloop, the green gloop drops on it. And then it basically, it becomes like a whole chicken on his dick. And then, uh, I I don't know, he kind of like, he thr- starts thrashing around trying to get it off his dick. And then Hamas comes in and she's like, Jesus. Try, and he's like, get it off me, get it off me. So she takes a broomstick and shoves it up his ass. Which, of course, naturally would come right through his urethra out of his pee hole. And uh, that gets the chicken off. But unfortunately, he's now possessed by the spirit of the Native American uh, chicken demon thing. And that's pretty gnarly. Cut to outside in the main restaurant, the infection is now setting in. And all the chicken, uh, I don't know... uh, consumers are now slowly transforming into chicken people zombies and uh there we have a very dumb well yeah we it's dumb i'm sorry it's dumb we have a very dumb uh massacre montage of um, chicken people pecking uh people's eyes out uh one there's two chicken people behind the counter they take a dude and cut him up into like dismember him and then put all of his parts into a bucket and then serve it to another chicken person. Uh, We have a guy that gets uh, pecked by a chicken, and then he grows eggs in the place of breasts, and then the eggs hatch, and a chicken person comes and, like, tries to feed the little chicken babies in his boob eggs. Um, What else do we have? Uh, Oh, there's a a guy that gets his eyes pecked out. Um, Oh, there's two chicken people take uh, a living dude, and then they, like, make a wish like wishbone style and one of them wishes to be a pretty princess uh, it's very silly and um this is like a five minute montage it's it i mean i don't know <laughs> you know if this is something you need in your life by all means and i do not mean to denigrate it because it was clear to me that a lot of people put in a lot of hard work into getting this mo- this movie made like the special effects team behind this god bless them you know what i mean well done but uh at at some point during the production or the filming you have to say to yourself chicken people zombies yeah that's that's what this is that that's what all the effort is going into is chicken people zombies okay all right just making sure we're on the same page um uh, so it's it's a whole it's a whole fucking thing uh basically everybody gets killed in one way or another except for arby wendy uh, the general um, Hamas hangs for a bit. Carl's ju- Carl Jr. comes back, but he's still got the broomstick up his ass. Uh, they manage to, to take him down. Uh, once they take Carl Jr. down, like the big chicken demon pops out of him and bites the head off of Denny, unfortunately. Um, at that point, uh, everybody's we were like in zombie siege mode here for a second, but then Lloyd Kaufman comes out of the basement with an AR-15 and just sprays all the zombies and like kills them all inside the restaurant. All of those zombies. So that's great. He's like, Whoo, we did it, yeah. But then the big the big chicken demon thing pops out of Arby and he starts shooting that thing and then eventually, unfortunately, he runs out of ammo and that's when the, the fucking chicken demon kills lloyd kaufman also very sad uh but then we re uh, this <laughs> this part could not uh be made today <laughs> uh basically what we come to realize before carl's Jun- carl jr dies the second time he divulges that the secret to killing the chicken uh zombie uh people is alcohol because this is a native american burial ground and native americans stereotypically uh have a problem with alcohol so that thus that's how you you kill them is you spray them with alcohol and then they kind of they kind of fizzle into puddles really so that's that's okay at this point we're down to hamas wendy um and um rb and then a random fat chick comes running in and she's like you have to help me find my daughter i can't find my daughter and they're like okay go look in the kitchen so she goes running in there and immediately gets killed by the demon but we now have a little girl missing and unaccounted for and we suspect she's probably in the basement so they go down to the basement to try to find the little girl they find her she's there it's great um the chicken demon follows them down into the basement and is getting ready to kill all three of them, all four of them at this point. Now, this is when we go into another musical number full of singing and choreographed dancing. Um, I don't know what they were singing about. I don't fucking care. Uh, at this point, Hamas takes her burka, burka off, and you find out she's actually a screaming hot model under there, and she's got like a bikini situation going on, and a uh, suicide vest. She's like, you get out of here. I'm going to blow this place up and save you guys. Like, okay. So they go running out. Uh, what's it? Um, Arby, Wendy, and the little girl. And then Hamas blows herself up and kills everybody and all the zombies. And that's pretty much. And at the end, they get into a car and they you get that textbook trauma uh, high-speed car roll thing that seems to happen in every single trauma wow. movie where they take the jump and then the car rolls on its side. So that's pretty much your movie right there, guys. It's Poultrygeist from 2006. It got six stars on IMDb. That is a full uh two and a half. Two. Hold on. How many? How much better is is Poultrygeist than President Evil? You ask. I'm going to tell you. It is a fucking full. Where is it? Uh, 2.7 stars better than president evil. And I will actually agree a hundred percent with that. If you're going to put it on the president evil scale, I'd give it a full eight stars motherfuckers. Um, it's just not my thing, man. I like a horror comedy, but you, you gotta have some intelligence. You know what I'm saying? This is, this is just full on absurd. This almost borders into abstract art. If you ask me, um, it, it, it And I think there is an element of irony here. Lloyd Kaufman preaching to us about the dangers of fast food when he's basically been feeding us fast food in movie form for the last 50 years. Not that I'm complaining. There is some good stuff in there, just as I'm sure you could find something somewhat nutritious at McDonald's. But there is an irony to all of his messaging here. <laughs> and that, my friends, is poultrygeist uh yeah there you have it cowboy you happy are you happy with yourself are you proud of yourself you did it you made me do it you son of a bitch i'm gonna take myself a little break i'll come back with some other stuff we are now up against live hostile targets so if little red riding hood should show up with a bazooka in a bad attitude i expect you to chin the bitch like what you hear head over to the Patterdroom room facebook group and support us through the patron link with a small monthly donation check out the t-villain link at paddedroom.podbean.com and grab some t-shirts thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show and i am back baby uh yeah there you have it one of these days i'm gonna do a trauma month i gotta like work myself up to it first though you know what i mean it's not something you want to go into blind because if i was going to do a trauma month i'd want to do good trauma and bad trauma i don't know which which movies i would pick but uh that's something for the back burner uh but for right now it's teradome time y'all no tears
1: please (laughs) it's a waste of good suffering gonna hurt you. You didn't let me finish my sentence. I said, I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains in. I'm gonna bash them right the fuck in. I'll kill you all. I'm <laughs> to be crazy. I'll kill you all. Will the dream come true? Six-year-old child with this blind, pale. Emotions, face, the blackest eyes,
0: the devil's eyes. Welcome to the Terradome. First things first, last week's winners. Cheryl, Cheryl and Linda were gone, no question about that. Cheryl was strained in the basement. Linda had changed and was now actively trying to kill Ash. To make things worse, the circus music was getting louder, which meant the clowns were getting closer. The concussive blast of a lime green popcorn grenade on the front porch heralds their arrival. Before the demons can acknowledge the new threat, they are covered in cotton candy and rendered immobile. Ash seizes the opportunity to escape into the woods as the cocoons are loaded onto the parade floats. With a vote of 13 to 0, the clowns advance over the deadites. Saw that one coming. I like the deadites, but really when you when it boils down to it, they're just people and people usually be killed pretty easily. Clowns, however, and I think the tipping point for me on this one was the, the nose thing. Because it took the, the knuckleheads in the ice cream truck a while to figure out the nose thing. That's, that's where you make your money. I don't think a, a dead eye could come up with that. That's just my opinion. I could be wrong. Let's see who we got up this week. We are in the Inferno Conference round two, ladies and gentlemen. As usual, bear with me, I'm not very good at writing things. <coughs> The end was nigh. Americans were closing in from the south, Russians from the east, Berlin was in rubble, and the Fuhrer was in hiding. Dr. Rudin, however, was resolute. His last assignment was almost complete, and if successful, would either turn the tide of war or offer a means of escape for him and his staff. His newly finished Drakennach device would open a portal to another dimension. Whatever came out would help the Germans destroy their enemies. If nothing came out, he and his team would go through. But something did come out. The collective fear avatars of early civilized humanity. Fictional characters made manifest. Dracula, Frankenstein's monster, the Wolfman, and more. Killing the German scientists was as easy as breathing to these monsters, and Dr. Rudin was among the dead. As the monsters made their way out of the bunker, the Drakennach device began to shake and thrash. The portal was closing, but the device began to emit strange energies as it did. The explosion was small. What happened after was not. Dr. Rudin and his team, along with a long-dead SS regiment from the street above, began to reanimate. This war was far from over. In team's competition, we have the Universal Monsters versus the Nazi Zombies. Now... thing about nazi zombies and this this is kind of a slippery slope because we've seen a lot of movies with nazi zombies you have the the as tom hardy mentioned you have the dead snow dead snow 2 you have the outpost movies shockwaves uh zombie lake fuck that movie but they're still in there um other ones that don't immediately come to mind but uh in in most cases, there's there's like a varying scale of Nazi zombies. You take like the Dead Snow Nazi zombies. Those were some bad motherfuckers. And they could reanimate themselves even after they'd been killed. Remember when Herzog pounded his fist into the ground and they all got back up? And they've got fucking guns and they know how to use them. And they're driving tanks and shit. Uh, much less cheeky version of that in the Outpost movies. Those zombies could—they would outrun you and tackle you and stab you three hundred and fifty times. Uh, just why not? But if they run out of ammo, they'll do you that way. Um, but then you have like the zombie lakes where they're just basically zombies with swastikas on. Um, so in that ra- within that range, you kind of have to decide which Nazi zombies you're thinking of. Um, as far as that goes, I think I have to give the edge. ...to the Nazi zombies... ...because... ...weapons usage... ...reanimating themselves... um, ...outright savagery... ...you know what I mean... ...if if you're going to put the... ...the... ...the universal monsters together... ...really the only interaction we've seen them... ...have is in Monster Squad... ...or the various Abbott and Costello movies... ...that I can immediately think of... ...I think there was a Waxwork movie... ...where they all kind of came together... ...but regardless... They they can all go. They all have the means of being killed. Silver bullets, um, invisible man. Really, you could get lucky with a stray bullet and take him down. Uh, the mummy. Uh, it's a little weird. I think water. Or so I don't know. I'm gonna just. I'm just gonna go with the Nazi zombies. Uh, just for for what? Why not? Why not take the Nazi zombies? I guess that's your Terror Dome matchup for the weekend, mates. It's Nazi zombies versus the Universal monsters. Get me your votes by next week if you can. The mental health hotline again is area code 775 387 0275. Regular old email is room 2011 at hotmail.com. Uh, get me your votes. Tell me what movies you watch. Uh, do, do, hit, hit me with some relationship advice. I'm, I'm happy to. I'm not very good at relationships. Ask my wife. But I'm I'm happy to drop some knowledge on you. I'll do it anyway. I don't care. Uh, In the meantime, I'm going to tell you what movies I got to watch this week. A little segment I like to call, What Are You Looking At? What are you looking at? Uh, I got a couple movies in. Not many, because as I mentioned, my in-laws were here, and they tend to take over the goddamn TV when they are. Um, How about Insomnium from 2017? Anybody seen this one? It's interesting. Um, So you have two dude bros living together, and uh, what starts out like a ghost situation, but then it kind of takes another turn... Um, It's kind of like a, uh, well, it seems like a haunted shitbag apartment, but it's a couple of bro dudes, so they're not too worried about it. But then one of them starts developing a bit of a thing, and I don't want to give it away because there actually is kind of a neat twist towards the end. Uh, I found this one on Hulu. Hulu? I watched that, and I also watched Antlers from 2020. Now... There is a. This is a special breed of horror movie. I liked it. I liked it a lot. But there's a new realm of horror where it kind of has to be ultra-depressing. And this falls right into that subgenre. Ultra-depressing horror movies. Uh, maybe I'm getting soft in my old age, but I can't handle anything happening to kids anymore. I think it's because I have kids of my own. And I can't help but watch that and superimpose my kids onto the kids on the TV. And it just really bums me out. But I was talking to a friend about this earlier. There is a... That can help the movie quite a bit, you know? You take a bleak situation and then you add a horror element on top of it and that kind of adds... Between the two, it almost puts you in like a claustrophobic state because even if the fucking Wendigo didn't show up and start wrecking everything... You would still be in this fucking d- disgusting meth place, you know, where your dad's a degenerate, and uh, it it doesn't. Either way, nothing good is going to come of this. So, in a, in a weird way, the Wendigo is actually a blessing. It's a good show. Uh, I, I hope I didn't give too much away. <laughs> it's a really good show. It's a bit. It's a bit depressing. Uh, the, if you've seen Slapface, there are some. St- Stunning similarities between the two films. I don't want to give either one of them away. They're both good shows. Definitely worth watching. Um, Antlers right now is streaming on HBO Max. Slapface is streaming on Shudder. Uh, Insomnium is streaming on Hulu. So check any of those out. They're they're all worth a watch. I'm not mad at any of them. They're not um, the greatest thing I've ever seen ever. I'm not uh, bonafide or anything. But they're all worth checking out. That's what I'm looking at this week. How about a little... Of the old uh, Immersion Therapy.
1: Immersion Therapy.
0: I didn't mean to give you guys two weeks worth of Nazi ghosts. Somehow it just happened that way. Uh, the Bunker Game from 2022. Not a bad show at all. Um, I li- I like a, I'm like. i a sucker for World War II horror in any context. And it's not because I'm a fan of the Nazis or anything. I just think that that's a, a very dark period of time. And it lends itself exquisitely to the horror genre. Nazi Zombies. Nazi ghosts, uh, weird shit happening in World War II bunkers during World War II. This takes a, a different turn with this whole LARP thing. I'm very interested in whatever the hell game they were playing in that bunker. And again, God damn it, if I... One of these days, I think I'm going to have to either put up or shut up and actually participate in some kind of a LARP thing. But it can't be any... Um, knights or dragons or any fucking horse shit like that if i have to see myself in the mirror dressed up as a wizard i'm gonna bully myself you know i'm gonna give myself a wedgie but something like that i don't want to dress up like a nazi i never said that don't misquote me you motherfuckers something you know where i can dress up like a you know put on a suit and tie I'm, i'm down with that um maybe maybe like a uh I I I would do like the the vampire the masquerade thing but I can't with the makeup. You know what I mean? I I always thought a uh, a purge LARP would be cool where instead of you know just just uh put put something scary on, grab a Nerf gun. I should have a purge party. Let's have a Pur- all my Reno friends, let's do a purge party. Get Nerf guns and Nerf bats, put on a scary situation, you know, may do do a DIY costume freak everybody out come over to my house I will put uh, pool noodles all over everything <laughs> and we will shoot the piss out of each other and get hammered how much fun would that be I'm into it am I am I crazy let's do it come on come with me on this all right uh, it's worth it's definitely worth a uh, watch uh, bunker game Nazi ghosts whole subtext the, the 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 haunted bunker thing where they're playing these larp games very cool uh definitely worth a watch I'd say uh streaming on shutter right now if I piqued your curiosity your immersion therapy for this week is going to be back from hell from 2011 this one is streaming on Tubi. it's directed by Leonardo aranio Aranio starring Giovanni anio Aranio, aranio. Uh, it's Italian. Uh, Aaron Burt and Giovanni Giudelli. Check that shit out, inmates. We will do the same. I will do the same. And we can compare notes next week. But now, you maniacs, you must educate me. educating miss monica first my clues from last week you're gonna you're gonna hate yourself when i tell you what movie this is i am a hot wow i'm yeah i know i'm a hot i'm a hot uh preacher's wife who is stuck in a Not a loveless marriage, but definitely an unfulfilling sexual situation with my uh, priest husband, preacher husband, and uh, goddammit if my ex-boyfriend didn't roll into town, sent me a letter on the down low, told me to meet him, which I did, and then asked if I wanted to go to an abandoned factory to uh, possibly uh, explore a physical connection, which I did, Unfortunately, there happened to be a fucking vampire living in this abandoned factory. And now I got bit. Uh, the ex-boyfriend got killed outright. And now I'm a fucking vampire. And I am played by Barbara Crampton in a movie called Jacob's Wife. It's pretty good. It's it's not the best thing I've ever seen. It's a bit predictable. Um, it's streaming on Shudder. Barbara Crampton, Larry Fessenden plays the preacher. He plays Jacob. Um It's it's something. It's definitely something. There's a weird scene where I think she's masturbating in front of a bedroom window. Uh it's 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 uh it's something. <laughs> it's something to see and I think she may have gotten naked. Barbara Crampton's got to be pushing what, 65 at least. I would still I would still have sex with her and not just because she's Barbara Crampton. Because she is still very attractive, if you ask me. All right, your immersion... Or what am I talking about? Who might I be this week, you ask? Well, I am a uh, attractive young lady. I thought I was going to run away with my boyfriend to, uh, I think, Los Angeles. And we were going to get married and start our lives together. Uh, our parents didn't want us seeing each other. It's a, it's a classic Romeo and Juliet story. Until we stop at a random um, off-the-road restroom where I have to, to, just to go to the bathroom real quick, I come back and my boyfriend is gone. And he's taken the car. And now I'm stuck here. And by the way, some sicko in a yellow truck keeps driving by. I think he's trying to kill me. And I think the shitter might be haunted too. Fuck me if I'm not stuck in the worst place ever. A roadside restroom, God damn it! Shit. who might i be you ask tune in next week and i will clue you in in the meantime inmates i think that's going to do it for me for the week thank you again very much for joining me here in the padded room for another episode uh 523rd episode of the padded room podcast uh like comment subscribe as usual wherever you found this show that helps my visibility quite a bit do have a patreon campaign running five dollar donation right now will get you uh, a t-shirt, a travel mug, a, as much hardcore pornography as I can fit in a box, and the con- control of the month of June, I believe, is still open. Um, find that link at paddedroom.podbean.com. Uh, for some reason, uh, we are... Un- this is the dumbest thing ever. If you go to Patreon and search Padded Room Podcast, we will not come up. We are unsearchable at patreon.com because... Our content is explicit, which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of in my life. So you have to go to paddedroom.podbean.com, click on the Patreon link there. It'll take you directly to our page where you there can donate, and uh, I can get your address and all that shit and your shirt size, and that's how it goes <coughs> down. Uh, that being said, inmates, again, thank you for joining me. For Monica and Absentia, Buddy and Absentia, John Bon Jovi. <laughs> Mexican vampires, you know I love them. Fast food, which is not the best for you, but it's cheap. And when you're hungover, it does it does you it does you right. Am I right? Of course I'm right. And the padded room podcast. I'm afraid visiting hours are over.